Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. A couple were arguing for quite a while about dishes. The man was not putting the dirty dishes where the woman wanted them to go, and the argument was going on for quite some while. And finally, I interrupted and said, this is really not about dishes. Hmm. And the man said, how silly is that? I mean, that's all we've been arguing about. And I looked at the wife. I said, this is not about dishes. This is about respect, isn't it? And she said, yes, that's exactly what this is about. It's yeah. about respect. It's really interesting because in marriage counseling, usually the arguments that people come with mm-hmm. are not uh, the real thing. No, you they're know, not. they're arguing about something very silly, or mm-hmm. and actually somebody's hurt or not feeling respected or valued, and and that's how the arguments start about something else. Mm-hmm. And today we're seeing a passage in scripture that completes a section on the topic of bread. And you might say, well, what is this thing about bread? Well, again, we have the same situation. Mark has used the symbol of bread to show that the scope of Jesus' mission is much greater than anyone imagined. Mm -hmm. And he uses three chapters on the topic of of bread to show that Jesus is reaching out to those outside the boundaries of Israel. We've got the feeding of the 5,000 in Israel. From there, we go on to a discourse about bread and the things that go into the body and the things that come out of the body and that which is pure and impure. We've got the uh, the Syrophoenician woman and uh, and her desire for the crumbs of bread that mm-hmm. were to feed Israel, and now we come to this little story in uh, Mark's Gospel, the eighth chapter, starting with verse one. Now, if you don't mind, let me give the listeners a little more information about the first miracle. Is that okay? Even if I did mind, you would do this anyway, wouldn't <laughs> well, you? Thank you, Mike. Go right ahead. Okay, I, I've thanks. learned by now. Okay. The 5,000 that are being fed in Mark chapter 6, they have all the numbers of the Jewish people, the 5, the 12. Even the word for baskets, uh, kofinos, is is a word that was used just for the Jews. Mainly Mm -hmm. their baskets were called kofinos. Mm -hmm. Now, remember that we have the breakthrough with the Syrophoenician woman where, where Jesus says, well, the children should be satisfied first. And the woman says, that's no problem, but I would like some bread myself. Mm-hmm. After this, we find the 4,000 that are being fed, but now we are in Gentile territory. And to signal that, all the numbers have changed. Instead of being five for the Torah, is four, which is the universal number of the four corners of uh, north, of the south, earth. Yeah, east, north, west. So, north, south, east, west. So, in other words, we've broken through here, especially with the Syrophoenician woman. He's declaring this bread to be for everyone because mm-hmm. the healing takes place for her daughter, and Absolutely. she understands this. And now he's saying, let's give a visual demonstration of this. For everybody least. on the other side That's of the That's right. Way. And then we have seven large baskets that are left. Um, uh, and seven is a very interesting number because um, – Seven is the amount of nations that Israel displaced when they took over Canaan. And if you want to read more about this, you can go to uh, chapter 13 of Acts, uh, verse 19, where it says seven nations were displaced by Israel. So, Mm -hmm. geographically, the number seven meant all the other people that lived there that were not Israelites. Mm -hmm. And so, we have in this feeding of the 4,000, seven, and now the basket's name is uh, Spiridus, which was the name for the baskets for uh, the Greek, not for the Israelites. So, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of terms here that signal that we are now in another geographical place. Not only that, but signal that there's something much deeper to this story, more than than just about bread, more than just about being people fed. This has to do with something much, much deeper. This is a spiritual discourse, and we find it again now. 
in chapter 8, verse 1. It says, In those days again, when there was a great multitude, they had nothing to eat. He called his disciples and said to them, I feel compassion for the multitude because they have remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their home, they will faint on the way, and some of them have come from a distance. Something very interesting is in in the feeding of the 4,000, the disciples are the ones that initiate the fact that there is a problem and Mm -hmm. we need to feed these people because we are in in Israelite territory. Here, Jesus starts the fact that there is a problem because the disciples would never have brought it up. They don't care. They don't care. You know, let them be hungry. We don't care. But Jesus had compassion for these people. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I don't care where they're from. These are people. These are objects of my love, the objects of my creation, and I want to care for them. And verse 4, it says, and his disciples answered him, where will anyone be able to find enough to satisfy these men with bread here in a desolate place? Now, hadn't they just seen the feeding of the 5,000? And yeah, yet they're asking this question, and maybe they thought that this miracle was only for the Jews. Mm, maybe. Because after all, they're like us. We are Jews. And that's what, who God loves. But mm-hmm. no, Jesus is saying, I've got something else in store for you here. Verse 5, and he was asking them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. And he directed the multitude to sit down on the ground, and taking the seven loaves, he gave thanks and broke them and started giving them to his disciples to serve to them, and they served them to the multitude. They also had a few small fish, and after he had blessed them, he ordered these to be served as well. Now, let me say that this is starting to give us clues about what this is all about, because at the end of Mark, when Jesus actually does communion, that we call it the Eucharist words of Jesus, Mm -hmm. uh, where he says, this is my body, he will use these four verbs again. He will take it and break it and give thanks and give it to them. And these verbs are repeated here in the five thousand, in the four thousand, and in the previous five thousand, because we're being prepared to solve the mystery of the riddle of bread throughout right. the Gospel Jesus of Mark. Jesus said, "I am the bread of life." So Jesus is this bread, and He is the one that satisfies our longing and our need. And in verse eight, they all ate and also were satisfied. Don't forget that we had this word "satisfied" also mm-hmm. in the dialogue with the Syrophoenician woman about bread. And there's enough for the Israelites. There's enough for the Gentiles. And after this, we get this dialogue where the disciples are so lost. You know, it's very interesting because in the Gospel of Mark, the disciples are just dense. They don't get it. They don't understand the deep spiritual truth that Jesus is trying to tell them. Mm -hmm. So, Jesus will summarize this whole thing for them, the whole uh, three chapters, so that to see if they get it. Maybe we can start um, verse 14. Verse 14 it is. And they had forgotten to take bread and did not have more than one loaf in the boat with them. And he was giving orders to them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began to discuss with one another the fact that they had no bread. See, they were so lost. I mean, every time Jesus (laughs) is trying to give them a spiritual insight, they're going, oh, he's telling us we forgot the bread. (laughs) Right, right. They were stuck in the physical level, missing the spiritual level. Absolutely. So, Jesus decides to address this in verse 17. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why do you discuss the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet see or understand? Do you have a hardened heart? 
Uh, having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? And see, here we have a quotation from the Old Testament. We have several places where this comes out. The fact that people have eyes, but they don't really see. And they have ears, but they don't really hear. I'm going to read the one in Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 21. Mm-hmm. Now, hear these are foolish and senseless people. You have eyes, but you do not see. And you have ears, but you do not hear. So, it's possible to miss the deeper insights. Uh, and that's exactly all. what was happening here. I mean, they had this in bold relief before their eyes, time after time again, and they were missing it. You know, I can't be too critical because I've done the same thing. Absolutely. And here Jesus puts it all together for them. And, and I love this summary because he uses exact words that we have in the two miracles. Uh, on verse 19, he says, When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets, the word is kofinos, mm-hmm. full of broken pieces you picked up? And they said 12. And then he says, but when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets, and this time he uses the other word, mm-hmm. spiritus, did I, um, did we, pick up, did did pick, we up? pick up? And they said seven. And he says, do you not yet understand? <laughs> He's saying, don't you get it that there's enough for everyone? There's, there is enough for everyone, regardless of race, regardless of creed, regardless of background. There's enough of Jesus to go around. His sacrifice, his broken body is for all. And after this, we have this very interesting little miracle that only Mark records about a a person being healed from blindness in two steps. Uh, First, he kind of sees like Mm -hmm. men walking, but they look like trees, and then Jesus touches him again, and and then he can fully see. This is very deliberate because um, now we're going to see who Jesus really is And in chapter 8, verse 27 in our next program. So, this was about who Jesus was and the fact that it was greater than any political, social, religious group. No group holds a monopoly uh, on the broken body of Jesus. No denomination uh, holds a monopoly upon Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, no tradition holds a monopoly upon the broken body of Jesus. That body cuts across the lines of denomination, of race of status, of money, of gender, you name it, it cuts across all lines because there's enough of the broken body for everyone. And if anybody ever claims that it's only for them, Jesus yeah. would say, having eyes that you not see and having ears, <laughs> don't you understand that I'm much greater than any group that you can see? He says, what else do I have to do to demonstrate this to you? What mm-hmm. else must I do? I call people who are broken. I call people who you would not expect. And I, and I give them a fantastic uh, ministry to bless those around them. I reach out to people who you would deem to be sinners and I use them for my glory. Absolutely. And I, I provide salvation for everyone, no matter how bad the sin. What else do you need? There's enough for the children and for the dogs, for those on this (laughs) side of the lake, for those on the other side of the lake. No wonder Mark calls his book um, the good news, the gospel. And it is indeed truly wonderful news. And that is that with Jesus, there is no exclusionary clause. He does not exclude anyone. Anyone can come to him. This is the most fantastic news the world has ever heard. Because regardless of race and uh, creed or race or gender, we can say this over and over again, but the news does not change. Everyone can be a recipient of the grace of Christ. His broken body is for you. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.
Woo-hoo!